Hello there, and welcome to episode two of our new podcast. My name's Palm. And I'm Andy. And together, we are Chrono Passion 7. But before we get into the show, there's something we didn't do last week, and that's a wrist check. So, Andy, what have you got on the wrist? So I have a rather interesting piece. I am wearing a lip. A French brand, which have been around some time. They've just been reborn. The watch I'm wearing is called a Lip Match 2000. It's a Roger Tallon design. Uh, Roger Tallon was a very funky industrial designer. This watch certainly gets some reactions, and by Palm as well. I think your first reaction was, this looks like some kind of toy. And my girlfriend also had a very similar kind of reaction. It was something along the lines of, did you buy that one to keep? Really? Is that what you're wearing these days? And you know what? I don't care. It's all about your love for watches, what makes you happy. And I enjoy the playfulness of it. I really enjoy it. It's a really interesting case shape. A bit what make people think it is a toy are the pushers on this piece. So it is a yellow pusher, blue pusher, red pusher. It is a chronograph. It's a Swiss Ronda movement. So nothing crazy. But I was happy paying the reissue price under 500 euros, which is great. That's enough about my piece. What, what are you wearing, Pam? Well, Andy, I just want to say um, you certainly do make the rules when you wear watches like that. So on my wrist, and staying in a French theme, today I have my large Cartier Tank Moust, my only watch buy of the year, which I bought from the Cartier Boutique in the Champs-Élysées in Paris. It was an amazing day I won't forget as I went with my wife and good friends to get it, and it was a great experience that I will always remember. That Cartier treatment is very special, and it's something you don't forget in a hurry. So this is a very special watch to me. So, Andy... What are we talking about today then? So today is a really exciting topic and one we haven't actually stopped talking about between us. So we recently had the privilege to be invited as press to Geneva Watch Days 2023. It was our first time, so you can imagine the excitement, the confusion of actually working out what we need to do to get our appointments. But we had some helping hands along the way and we were soon uh, on this journey, which was extremely exciting. But let's rewind a little bit. It was such an early start. We must have been so eager to get there. I can't remember the exact time of my flyby. I think it was something around 6 a.m. And just with the excitement, the anxiety, everything going through my mind, I personally, I don't know about Pam, but I couldn't sleep at all. So I was rather sleep deprived, just for classic anxiety. Are we going to get there on time? Is everything going to run smoothly? Of course it did. I had plenty of time in the airport. I did try, look, do the classic thing. I'm in Geneva. Let me go try and buy a Rolex somewhere in the airport. But I got completely lost and didn't even know where I was going. So gave up and had a, had a nice quiche. And I believe Palm had quite an interesting journey as well. Yep, you can say that again. I was very excited to go, obviously, as only a couple of weeks previously that we'd been invited as press and it was our first time. So that was something that was a bit nerve wracking, but also thrilling. But 24 hours before I flew out, there was an air traffic control software issue impacting all UK flights, both inbound and outbound. So I wasn't even sure if I was going or not. So I thought, damn, I knew this was too good to be true. But after much praying and checking the news every five minutes overnight, getting very little sleep, I mean, I wasn't even sure if I was going. But Swiss Air came through for me. Everything was smooth. The flight was fine and on time. It was brilliant. And the funny thing is, we met some friends out there in Geneva, Paul Thorpe, Spencer Dry and Kevin from YouTube. And they said they caught a British Airways flight at pretty much the exact same time as me. And they were delayed by six hours. So I think Swiss Air really did do me a solid there. And uh, it was very lucky that I was there on time, stress-free and not roughed up, having woken up so early in the morning and did not have to wait. 
It was an absolute relief, to be honest, for myself as well. I was anxiously waiting for the news that you made it. Obviously, with this news of the air traffic situation, we were questioning, is this going to be a solo mission? <laughs> what am I going to do if it's just me? Also, Pam had half of the equipment. So in this case, what do we do? But luckily, everything worked out perfectly and we were suddenly in front of a Beau Rivage hotel, absorbing the atmosphere, you know, looking at the Ferraris outside, the AC Morgans, and walking into such a beautiful and prestigious hotel in the foyer, you know, just looking around, seeing if we could scope out anybody who we knew, any familiar faces. Anyway, after absorbing everything, getting into, you know, the atmosphere, it was time to get to action and we needed to get to see our first appointment. Yeah, and so on to our first brand. It's one that was new to us, Claude Milan. We had a look at their novelties, and Pia, who showed us around, said that they were focusing on ladies' watches at this time to level up the lack of representation of good quality, while stylish watches for ladies. She showed us the Lyon Dentelle collection in three very striking colours, plus a few other pieces in a variety of case shapes and designs. The beauty of them was the competitive price point that they're at, because they use a modified ETA movement at just under 3,000 Swiss francs. I've got to admit, that is an amazing price point. And when I was, just to reflect, looking at those pieces, the skeletonization, what they've done, you wouldn't believe it was an ETA. My only complaint, honestly, was please make a men's version. Uh, I would love to rock that myself. But yes, yeah, speaking of incredible watches and just being blown away, that takes us to the second brand. And H. Moser, just wow, to finally sit with such a brand. This is our first time there. And a watch what I have always looked up to personally was the Streamliner. And we were extremely lucky to have a hands-on with a Streamliner, which will be dropped around November time. So look out for that piece. Now, I can give some details, as I know other friends within the industry have given some slight overviews. I'm not going to give too much away, but if you are a fan of the Streamliner, or maybe you are a fan, but it's never fit on your wrist circumference perfectly before, then good news, it is a smaller footprint, which is the first great thing. I found it perfect for my wrist, being totally honest. They've also slimmed down that beautiful bracelet as well. But the real star of the show, in all honesty, is the dial. And that is no surprise when talking H. Moser, right? Just incredible. The Fume detailing is there in all its glory. This is Moser we're talking about. But to a new level, it's enamel and then chiseled enamel. And the detailing, it's like looking into a vast ocean. You know, I'm sat there just drooling over this Moser, you know, over the streamliner. And then I turn to my left and I see Palm there equally absorbed in the watch he was handling. So Palm, which watch were you rocking? I can't quite remember which model you had at that point. So when I first saw the Endeavour Tourbillon Vantablack, I thought, meh, gold dress watch, black dial, what's the big deal? Then I found out that the Vantablack dial absorbs 99.9% of the light. So by limiting light reflection, the dial gives off the impression of a black hole in space of infinite nothingness. It really is like a void. So Moser then said to me, they could see my curiosity had been stimulated. So they said to me, go onto the balcony now and go out in the light and have a proper look at it. So when I went out, I thought, okay, this, this is grain on me i'm quite liking this and then when i saw it in light and the way it absorbed the light it felt like you're getting sucked into an intergalactic vortex it was literally pulling me into the dial it was a phenomenon that i've never actually felt before from a watch it's, this is just a thing that tells the time on your wrist it was absolutely amazing and it was literally sucking me in like we are all sucked into this 
watch hobby that we're in that we can't seem to get out of and it was like you're entering a bottomless pit of nothingness so i was a big fan of this watch once i'd had a proper look at it and that just goes to show always have a look at a watch never judge one without actually seeing it in person yeah i couldn't agree more a lot say uh, uh, grand seiko have a king of dials i'm starting to question that these days i think moza have a trick or two up their sleeve and their dials are just absolutely incredible speaking of other incredible watches that takes us to jacob and co that was our next appointment and this was a big one for me personally i've always been a fan of jacob so i'll I'll give you a very very brief uh backstory to that back when i was maybe 16 in a part-time job in you know fashion and one of my colleagues he was big into the hip-hop scene loved hip-hop music and he was always raving about Jacob and Co. How we wanted one. We used to go, you know, for lunch breaks together, and we'd be looking at the window and, you know, through the window at berries at all the Jacobs. And that rubbed off on me. I was like, wow, you know, I didn't know much about watches back then, and clearly these were the watches to have. But you know, through growing up, things change. You your hobbies change, your interests change, and. I kind of revisited Jacob later in life around 2019 and I saw producer Michael on his YouTube channel and he was doing I believe a collection review and he was showing the Astronomia and I was just like this is Jacob and Co those crazy five time zone watches all those years ago and now they're making such high horology such crazy pieces and it just blew my mind and I just wanted to learn more about Jacob so for me personally to be there was just an incredible experience. Um, the first watch uh, which we tried, and the, you know, their new novelty, The World Is Yours, which for me had a really nice, meaningful story behind it. It was based on an old Walkman watch, which was gifted by Jacob's dad to Jacob, basically signifying go on son the world is yours you go get it 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 clearly worked and the nice thing with this story is the world is yours jacob and co is a re-edition of this walkman watch has incredible detail on the dial vast deep blue ocean colors the the world map is laser gold engraved it's just absolutely stunning just like on the original walkman watch i don't believe that was laser engraved it had the gold map on either side also though so it was a really nice nod to that piece but obviously brought up to that jacob standard of finishing and detailing another nice detail to the to the finishing of the watch was on the underside of the piece where you as the purchaser of these limited pieces is you can choose the part of the world you want engraved on the back as well and 43 millimeter had a great weight on the wrist i thought it was absolutely stunning i could talk about it for a long time but we have so many other brands to cover pam what was your impressions at jacob how did you find it all i found it quite amazing i mean when you walk into the jacob boutique you are overwhelmed with amazing jewellery on the ground floor as before you walk up to the watches section it's absolutely incredible there's a lot of wealth you know you can imagine there but it was a great brand and luckily the interview we did with Benjamin Arabov we actually got a recording of so look out for that one being dropped in the future and Benjamin was a very sharp and engaging young man and very normal too we even managed to ask a couple of questions he hadn't been asked before which was a, a feather in our cup so definitely look out for that talking of high horology and immense wealth we then went to doxa which is on the complete other end of the spectrum i love the 300t so when i close my eyes and think of doxa 
The 300T is the watch I see, the different colors, the beads of rice, bracelet, the orange doll being the most iconic. But this was a playground for any Doxa fan, as they had it in every color. The aquamarine, the Caribbean, the yellow. But I thought the most stunning was the white pearl doll, which was so clean and pristine. When you loomed it up, the whole dial lit up like a bright star in the sky. It was absolutely phenomenal. I also got to see my favorite Doxa again, the Army Dive Watch with the bronze bezel. And I've got to say, it still is a mighty fine looking watch. Andy, you got to see the novelties luckily enough what was your take on those yeah so it's probably one of the biggest hits which is great when i say it's great it doesn't have to be the most expensive watch at the show to always get some of the most biggest coverage right from all the medium press i think it did steal the show to a point the new 300t once again but the shark hunter and it was black ceramic uh, with 18 karat gold accents so you had this around the bezel you had this on the crown and then you also had it on the on the dial as well for, for the indices and it's not quite the same as the normal 300 t the form factor is a little bit slimmer uh, they have sleeked it down a bit yet it is still typically doctor id it is sporty it is funky again just to try all of their range on all of the 300 t's being my favorite from their from their ranges was just a fantastic experience and just highlighted how great value these watches are but yeah getting back to the novelty it just it's a nightmare to take pictures of I'll, I'll certainly say that very reflective but what i did love about it as well is the detailing on the dial it had this gritty kind of gravelly look i see this a trend you know being a bit of a trend in with many watchmakers even patek right on their newer calatravas are doing this and i like it i think it's cool i think at first uh, when i saw that with patek in particular I, i'm not sure that's for me but when the more i've seen this and more i've started to accept it and i think it's kind of cool it's edgy it's fresh and yeah it is a really cool sporty kind of dress watch are docs are trying to break into the dress watch world are they trying to break into high higher horology i really don't know but we did after doxa get back into the high horology world and palm even more so yeah talking of high horology doxa possibly but hyt they're definitely there so firstly let's get it straight i'm not ashamed to say oat horology is something i'm new to and isn't usually what i see or what i look into but when i saw technology like this the old engineering grad in me was unleashed and i was completely blown away i was fascinated it's incredible i was like a student in a in a classroom watching how they explained how it works the novelty was the spectacular conical tourbillon limited to eight pieces. This futuristic, almost intergalactic city looking dial was something you could stare at for hours. It was like literally like a city under the domed crystal. And it's powered not by regular mechanics, but a fluid system set in its unique cases, which have two cylinders and are powered by the expansion of the fluid in one cylinder and the contraction of the fluid in the other and vice versa. Really complex and fascinating stuff. And something I'm glad I saw, I have never been exposed to this kind of technology on a watch in the past. And if anyone gets a chance to see HYT, don't turn your nose up at it. It is something very special. It's not always, you know, in this industry that we all agree as watch enthusiasts. Uh, we, we don't always see eye to eye, but hats off to HYT. They're one of the big standouts for me personally, and I know for Palm also, just incredible. Speaking of high horology, our next brand we went to visit was Pernell. Pernell are a fantastic brand, and they were actually a little outside of the Geneva watch days. However, our great friend, friend of the channel, he will be a regular at some point 
We're not going to say who he is yet, uh, but we can tell you something. He's a great guy and a great mentor. However, we were fortunate enough to have this appointment with Pernell. And you know what? You know, you go to luxury brands, you go to luxury boutiques, and it doesn't always feel homely. It doesn't always feel so comfortable. And I'm sure many of you listening can resonate with that. Pernell, for such a luxurious brand, such a high horology brand, I have never felt so welcomed or so comfortable in this environment before. I've got to say that. Uh, just nice. And we're really trusting with the watchers. We had the appointment from our friend booking this, but also he invited another great guy who was a Munich watch lover. And it was fantastic to meet Ricardo as well and learn a few tricks from him uh, with his ever-growing and successful Instagram. Brilliant to sit there, get hands-on with these watches. We tried out the Skate Primo, the Skate 2, and the Skate Skull as well. The Skate 2, I'd say, probably stole the show for me personally. I'd love to know, uh, Pam, your, your spin on that. No pun intended. Uh, but the interesting thing with the, the Skate 2 is it's two turbions and it is the Fasted tourbillon watch with a tourbillon spinning on three axes. So on three different axes, it's spinning at such a great speed. It's the fastest tourbillon out there. So you can imagine how mesmerizing it is looking into a watch like this. Just absolutely brilliant. I was actually wearing the, the Platinum Escape 2. And I was wearing it for a bit. I was getting used to it. I was enjoying it. And then I didn't realize that it was the CEO's personal watch, Maurizio's and that was really cool he was just a cool guy just you know popping in and out and we were fortunate enough to sit with him for well over the time of when the store closed and Pam certainly for you you had a, a really fascinating conversation with Mauricio right yeah he's a, a fascinating guy it was a great evening they were so hospitable to us and everyone we met, as Andy said, we met Instagram's Munich watch lover and everybody had a great time. Maurizio was so down to earth as well. This is one thing I found from this event. Before I knew anything about it and knew I was going, I would always assumed it was something somewhere where you feel you're going to be amongst people who are used to vast amounts of money and influence. But when you actually go there, they're just the nicest people. They are just like you. You have that common ground with them. We all had that common ground with everyone who's a watch lover. Everyone was a watch lover. There was no attitude, no arrogance. And Maurizio was probably one of the biggest gentlemen we came across. And he's also an, an ex-soccer player. Being a sports fan myself, I found that fascinating. He's a soccer player, come architect, come now high-end watchmaker which is a quite a journey in itself. And he still keeps that connection to soccer, though. So Pernell now sponsor the Ballon d'Or, which is the pinnacle of men's and women's football. To win the Ballon d'Or means you're the best in the world. And to have a brand that sponsors that means that you're pretty high up there when it comes to visibility in the watch world. He's also got an association with... AS Monaco and Paris Saint-Germain, both massive clubs. Monaco needs not doesn't need to be said. PSG, Paris Saint-Germain is one of the richest clubs in the world. And Pernell are official timekeepers of both. So he's a man who really knows what he's doing. Talking to him for a long time afterwards, as Andy mentioned, he has an ambitious vision as well to enter other arenas and sports. Yet he does it with such ease, with a carefree air about him as well. So he was a really good guy to meet. Check out Pernell. If you're ever in Geneva, check out the boutique because it is something that you're definitely going to like. Just before we hit the next and final brand, Pam, which stood out to you most uh, within the watches within Pernell? The double tourbillon. That was just 
stunning. The carbon case, the color scheme. It was strange to see HYT and Pernell on the same day within a couple of hours of each other or a few hours of each other to have never seen anything like that. And then to just be spoiled now to see such technology was definitely something that I feel that I could get used to seeing, not owning, because the price point on these are, you know, I'd have to sell my home and some. So <laughs> I would definitely say the double tool beyond. Yeah, that was a standout for me as well. Uh, one detail I did forget to mention there, which I do want to add, was the diamond detailing on the Turbion as well, on both Turbions, and the fact that we've got to do each tiny little diamond on the Turbion cases and make sure it balances perfectly. It doesn't knock the, the balance out of the Turbions. Just we're doing something next level, right? It's just really, really impressive stuff. Speaking as well of brands, and our final brand today, who, who we visited, was Burnt. And they certainly break the mold as well. They have the crazy gyro dial watches where you get four different watch faces throughout the day. And you can have the numerals uh, change to anything you wish. You can have these pieces customized. So throughout the hours of the day, they can be anything you want. They just released the Rose Gold Edition, a limited edition just in time for Geneva Watch Days, which was fantastic. Uh, again, just the detailing, the movement detailing, the, the Geneva striping on the back there was again it had this kind of swirl like finish almost like a propeller and I, I loved that detailing the piece originally was in you know inspired by the ballet the dance of the dial and it really does capture the beauty of that we already knew the guys from Bern we met Claire last year who was very welcoming and Pam you had the first hands-on uh, with Burn in that previous year but this time it was great because we also got to meet John which was a great experience as well uh, meeting the mastermind behind these pieces really cool guy unfortunately we didn't get much time with burn just purely because they had so many customers well done to burn and we were really happy to see you in so much demand and you're achieving great things and we can't wait to see what else you bring to the table yeah it was great to meet claire again and nice to finally meet john who inspired the gyro dial watch from a, a night out at the ballet and the way the face changes was supposed to represent the formation of the ballet dancers on show that at night. Talking of dancing and ballet, I don't think you could call the dancing at the Frederick Constant party later on in the night balletic. What would you reckon, Andy? Certainly not, especially ours, right? We're nowhere near the elegance of the ballet dancer. Definitely not. Um, um, but it was great, yeah, to... It was unwinding, right? We'd sit back, unwind, and just hang out with people who we look up to, who we respect. So we were with Alex Watch, um, which was great. We was hanging with him and his crew. They had some incredible watches. I won't mention what they are for personal security reasons, of course. You know, we like to keep certain things quiet, but they had some great pieces, great insights. And we saw other friends uh, from Fratello as well. We did see our good friend RJ, but unfortunately, we didn't get time to have a chat with him but we also made some new friends from him as well yes that's right we met rob and alan from the real time podcast who are really cool guys really great chatting to them again i'm gonna highlight that when you speak to someone with a common interest like watches like we have it's almost like you've known them for a long time and then the chemistry is there you have that common ground and there's no need to feel uncomfortable and that was the same case with everyone we met at that party we met alex in person for the first time we've spoken to him before but not in person he was a great guy and his, his crew from sweden as well they're all very very cool nice seeing the watches they had like you said which we won't mention it was a great party it was a good time it's good to see rj there even though we didn't get a chance to talk to him and my my message to him after was uh, autocorrect completely 
screwed up. I won't go into it, but <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. <laughs> but we'll talk about that another time. It was a great party, good drinks, good company, good music, and an excellent location on the riverside. So that is it for part one of our Geneva Watch Day show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments what you thought to our second show and let us know in the poll what you think to Holt Horology. So we will have some different options there and we always love to know your opinion. That's what really counts to us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, please do subscribe. We promise to keep delivering frequent and the highest quality content we can. But until next time, that's bye from me. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you and you will hear us in the next one.